Welcome to another episode of Gimme Danger Radio. I am your host, John Massel, and that was the band Little Village with the song New Jam from their 2011 self-titled record. Before that, we had Bermuda Teenager with the song Untitled Number One, which uh, was part of a collection, a th- I think a three-song EP that came out uh, earlier this year. Both of those uh, projects contain today's guest, Mr. Dan Fisher. Dan Fisher is someone I have known for I don't know close to 13 years now maybe maybe a little longer uh, Dan is a musician out of Grand Rapids Michigan my hometown and he happens to be uh, one of the most popular musicians there is in that city I think Dan is in no less than 200 bands at one moment that it sounds like an exaggeration but it's kind of not every time I talk to Dan I feel like he's in a new band or at least before the pandemic, you know, pandemic kind of slowed things down. But before the pandemic, every time I talked to Dan, he was in s- some new band or a group of bands uh, that he was playing guitar in or just helping record stuff with or doing live shows with. He's doing his own stuff. Uh, Little Village broke up a, w- a while ago, but I've always just really liked that song. So they're not really doing anything. But Dan had started doing Bermuda Teenager during the quarantine. He also plays in I Believe in Julio, uh, which features one of our previous guests, Julio Gomez. Um, So Dan is a very, very busy guy. I always like talking to him about music. So it was kind of fun to have him on this episode, which is kind of a different format from what I'm used to doing. Usually I'll have someone come on, they'll play 10 songs that they really influenced their life and we'll chat about them. But this one, I wanted to try something different. So I decided to ask Dan what his favorite favorite desert island songs were the top three at least and you'll hear when we get into the show what he came up with and where we went from there Um, but before we get into that conversation and the songs that dan chose i just want to say if you want to get a hold of me you can shoot me a message at gimme danger radio at yahoo or you can shoot me a message either on twitter and instagram at gimme danger radio again A very different approach to this episode. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep doing all the episodes this way. Maybe I will. I have no idea. But this was just kind of fun. I thought I'd give it a try with Dan. Uh, The next few interviews, I might try to do the same thing as well just to see how it goes. If it doesn't work out, I'll probably go back to the 10-song thing or at least have people choose five songs that they really want to talk about that they're really into. I'm not really sure what I'm doing. I was doing a radio station show here in Portland for a little bit. That became a little too much to do uh, on top of the podcast and with work. And also, to be honest with you, I kind of prefer the podcast medium to doing terrestrial radio. I don't have to do any call letters. I don't really have to do uh, a a lot amount of time. Like my show on the radio show uh, station was two hours long, which I'm sure I've put a few of the shows up as part of the podcast. It just... I wasn't really feeling it. So I'm just going to focus on doing the podcast from here on out because I really don't have anything, uh, you know, keeping me from, uh, I don't have a time constraint. I can just go as long as I'm on or as short as I want. So anyway, without further ado, let's get into our conversation with Dan Fisher. Again, Dan, great musician, plays in some really great bands, and uh, I really enjoy talking to him. So here it is, my conversation with Dan Fisher about his top three Desert Island songs. Okay, anyway, Dan, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great. How are you, John? I'm good, man. Uh, so, yeah, we are now, we got introduced to the new feature on Zoom, apparently, where it tells you it's recording the conversation, so that's yeah. weird. That was weird. <laughs> it put me <laughs> off. Anyway, so, Dan, you're the first guest in the new kind of, I, I guess I would say format, or the new way I'm approaching the podcast when I have guests on. When I don't have guests on, It'll still be me playing music that I think is good, but generally it's most people don't like. Anyway, so <laughs> you're the first guest for this new this new way of doing things. So here's here's what it is. I got you in front of me. You don't know what the subject is. You don't know what's going on. So this is what the new thing is. Okay. Dan Fisher, what are your top three Desert Island songs? Dang, dude, that's a lot to throw on someone. It is. <laughs> it is, but it's <laughs> that's fun. a loaded question. But it's it's kind of fun. It, yeah, I, I love stuff fun. like this. So how we're gonna do it? I asked you the question. Now you have the question. We're gonna go through them one at a time. So basically, I'm gonna let you think about it for like a little bit, maybe. 
Right. And then you, some you Jeopardy me, music going yeah, right now. Yeah, and then you tell me the first one. We'll talk about that first one, and we'll go on from there. Okay, let's do this. So, again, Dan Fisher, top three Desert Island songs. Hmm. The first one that comes to my head is uh, The Golden Age by Beck from Sea Change, just because I think that would, that's like a like a great like Desert Island album. Oh, okay. See, that was my other thing. I was, I was thinking about doing albums, but this this doing the songs i think will lead into you explaining why you know yeah i would choose back this like soundtrack life if i could he has like (laughs) the eclectic style the tent he's got it all that's true that's true so other than other than beck other than you loving beck's career and like his trajectory and everything why this specific song off that specific record like remember you're on a desert Uh, island you only get these three songs forever until you get saved. yeah you know like who yeah. knows when that's going to be yeah it's i feel like it's about you know you're alone on a desert island like, i feel like this feeling of aloneness that he's portraying on this song is very beautiful and um you, f- you feel like he's maybe having like a revelation or some kind of a pity or he's just like almost like a He's just like totally immersed himself in the aloneness, and it's a, uh, it's just like a really kind of a, it's almost like a swimmy feeling. Oh, I get it. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so, would you say, since you chose this song, this is this would be your favorite record by Beck? Yes, absolutely. And that's it's off Sea Change, right? Which is funny. Yeah. I never really actually sat down and listened to that record. Dude, have you ever been sad? Come on, yeah. that's like that's <laughs> like mean, the have. quintessential sad like album. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I guess for me is like I would put on I don't know, probably some Jimmy Eat World song or something. You know, when I was <laughs> yeah, just I don't just know. watch the fireworks, man. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> I mean, or like some really like screamy hardcore thing to like. Yeah, yeah I get what you mean, man. I'm sad, but I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I should check this record out i've been told by numerous people it's one of his best ones it changed my life it's so good that's great that's great well so since do you have anything else you want to talk about like why like why did this record change your life you said like it changed your life what when did you hear it like when in i heard did you i heard it when it came out i was in high school at the time and we got like a hint of it with like mutations a little bit mm-hmm. but it was just like something so new from him and like you kind of and you knew about like what it was about before it came out kind of thing okay like yeah. you knew he like you know broke with his girlfriend or divorced his wife or whatever and it's just it's so heavy and like it resonates you know being like a moody high schooler mm-hmm. yeah and i don't know all my friends and i were just big beck fans in general did and you it, did you like did you learn how to play these songs on guitar and stuff? Were you like, was this one of the records that you wanted to learn to teach? I, I know how to play golden age. I haven't really messed around with any of the other ones, but I don't know. It's just, uh, the album's got me through so many hard times. Yeah. It just allows you to like be sad and like, that's okay. That's like, (laughs) that's just part of life. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, yeah, it just like allows you to be vulnerable. Okay. That's cool. Uh, so, um, when when was your first experience hearing Beck? Not this record and specifically, but like, when did you mm-hmm. first hear Beck? It was in high school too, uh, like earlier high school, in like art classes. Like my art teachers would play all types of different Beck songs. Oh, cool. Um, and I think I can't remember. Did Midnight Vultures come after Sea Change or before? I can't, I think it's. I want to say it's before. Yeah, I want to say it's before. If it's before, then that that even makes the impact even bigger because you know you're coming off Midnight Vultures, which is like the happiest, like danciest record ever. Yeah. And then you go right to Sea Change. It's just like. It's <laughs> true. I mean, I remember first hearing Beck when I was in high school, and it was the music video for Loser. Mm-hmm. And thinking the dude was so weird, and I thought the song was cool because it kind of had like you know. Loser kind of has like that hip hop vibe to it. Yeah. With, like the drum beat and everything like that. And like he's kind of rapping in it and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but then I bought Mellow Gold. And mind you, this is at a time when I'm like listening to like Helmet and like Nas and like oh yeah, just like metal, hardcore, and hip hop. And then I bought that record and I put it on. And I was like, I hated it. I was so yeah. pissed. So yeah, pissed dude, it. it's fucking weird. But then as I've gotten older, like as I got older and I still had the record and I would listen to it, I just got way, way more into it. Yeah, I guess I did hear back with Loser, like it was on MTV and shit, but. And I guess I was just like, yeah, even like with Midnight Vultures, like that makes sense coming from Loser a little bit. Um, but then like, this is where I feel like I took him like really seriously as like yeah. an artist. Yeah, I feel like this, like I know, I remember like after, I think Mutations came before this, right? Yeah. Okay, so I think after that, I was like, I was working at a record store when both of these came out. And I remember thinking like, well, someone thinks they're a serious artist now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. I didn't know how to, because like, like you said, like he went from like one foot in the grave to Mellow Gold to Odelay to Midnight Vultures. And it's like, it's all like kind of fun, but you know, he's got some folk songs in there, but then you see the cover of Mutations and he's like standing there, like looking all like, like I'm a, I'm a real artist now. Yeah, exactly. What You're just like, fuck? I know, right? You're like, all right. So I guess that was why it was kind of off-putting. I didn't, I didn't listen to Mutations or Sea Change. Now I should probably go back and fix that. Yeah, both are really good. All right. And on that note, we are going to go into Golden Age by Beck off the album Sea Change, Dan Fisher's first choice in his top three Desert Island songs. Right here, Gimme Danger Radio. <laughs>
All right, that was Beck with the song Golden Age from the album Sea Change. Dan Fisher, my guest today, that was his first choice on his top three Desert Island songs. Obviously, I'm looking at the top three list not like they are in order, so I'm not going to say the Beck song is more important than any of the other ones that are coming. These are just three songs he's going to have to sit on this Desert Island. God knows how he got there. A boat crashed, I don't know, and is on an <laughs> island. So... He's got three songs. So we just heard Beck Sea Change or Beck Golden Age from Sea Change. So Dan Fisher, what is your second hmm. Desert Island song? Man, I'm like torn between trying to go through like my favorite songs or like happy songs to like uplift me or songs like <laughs> like Golden Age to like wallow in. Yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna go with a favorite song of mine. I'm gonna choose Casey Accidental by Broken Social Scene. Okay. So why that song by Bro Broken Social Scene? It's the first song I ever heard by that band. And it, it just like has just throughout the years remained like my favorite from that record. It's, and just it's on like, their first record or their second record, correct? Yeah. Okay. You forgot it, it in people. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's like tied up there for like my favorite record of all time. And the song's just huge. There's well, like, I'm it's got to the... remember what song that is off that record. Is that the one that starts? Is it the drum beat that's like, doo, 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 doo. I can't uh, remember. It's like the, that's a good one. Yeah, it's got this. Yeah, the drum beat is crazy on that. Oh, it's super good. So, yeah. when did you first hear Broken Social Scene? Also in high school, I was, uh, I used to get, uh, rides to school with my with a buddy of mine and he played it and I was like what is this <laughs> and, and it introduced me to like arts and crafts records and so I became like an arts and crafts like fanboy for years after that mm -hmm. and uh, I had just like never heard anything like that in my life have you ever seen them I have not and I remember broken social scene or like Kevin drew when he was doing his solo thing went on tour and they came to Calvin, and I was being a butthole, and I was like, I don't want to see Kevin <laughs> Drew's solo stuff. I just want to see Broken Social Scene stuff. <laughs> and everyone who went, they're like, dude, he played like a bunch of Broken Social Scene songs. And I was like... He's the main writer of all that. Yeah. Stuff. Okay, yeah. Um, I think... I was trying to remember... Uh, did we... Did you go to Pitchfork Festival? No. If you didn't see them, then you didn't go. And I'm trying to remember. Mm -hmm. I went and saw them when they played Pitchfork. I can't remember. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it feels like it was so long ago. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really hear broken social scene until I met up with, like when I first met you and like Rebecca yeah, Allison and all that crew. Like I had never heard that band because I remember they played the uh, the DAAC the mm -hmm. DAC as we called yeah. it in Grand Rapids, um, and you know because you're in Grand Rapids. But yep. I remember they played there and a bunch of my friends were like, you have to go see this band. They're great. And I'm like, I'm not going to go see that indie rock bullshit, <laughs> fucking boring shit. And then <laughs> people were like, dude, it was one of the best shows that we went to. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And then years later, met all you guys. Yeah. And all of you were like, have you ever heard this record? I'm like, no. And then I think you and Rebecca played it for me in the house you were living in. And I was probably drunk. <laughs> knowing, that time, period, knowing that time period we all were yeah we were all pretty hammered and i just remember going this is how did i not hear this before <laughs> what am i doing what an it's crazy like with you not going to see kevin drew you know dude yeah i didn't i was i think i was a too young to see them and that when they played the DAC, because people still talk about that show like today it's funny i could have went and i just like was like no nah, dude it ain't yeah it ain't punk I think it's like a, it's like a, yeah, it's not punk for sure. So I think dumb. it's like a generation thing, like, because You Forgotten People came out in 2002, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I think a lot of people who are a fan of that record were in like high school around that time. Yeah. I mean, so this, this song that you chose, that is your favorite song by that band off any of their records. Yeah. It's up down. there. Yeah. I think so. Did you like the record that followed? Um, you forgot it in people, but is it uh, just self-titled? Self yeah. Uh, actually, at first I hated it. I was like, "This fucking sucks." Like, <laughs> I was like, "This is not my broken social scene." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What is all this? It's so like crazy and like nothing makes sense." 
And then it grew. It's it grows on me every year. And like I think the key to like liking that record is like you have to listen to it loud, like really loud. Yeah, I can hear that because there's that what what's that song Seven Four Shoreline? Yeah, that song is probably like when I you know at the time meeting you. This mm-hmm. is like what two thousand nine, two thousand ten, I think. Um, I I think that was right when me and Brian were starting Shores. Mm-hmm. And I had been playing in punk rock bands my whole life at this point, but I was not yeah. a band with a guy that wanted to play weird time signatures. And he's like, <laughs> and I just couldn't grasp like five, four. We were trying to write the song in five, four. And then we went to your house, I think. Mm-hmm. And we listened to seven, four shoreline. And he goes, that's seven, four. So just think of five, four with two less of those beats. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, that's cool. That's how you count. <laughs> that's how you count. <laughs> I mean, I knew how to count like playing saxophone, but drums to me is just like I've never really took the time until that day. Yeah. To actually like go, okay, I can figure out how to play time signatures on drums too. That's deceiving too because that beat is like deceiving because it doesn't sound immediately like 7-4. I know, You know, right? it's a very accessible beat. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and actually, before I really understood like time signatures, like for years, I was just like, I did. I thought it was like seven four was like July four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it totally could, right? It, totally could. it could go because it's like what the song's called seven four shoreline, so it could yeah. be like that. But then when you actually count the drum beat out, you're like, oh yeah, that's seven. Yeah, <laughs> I would say around. that. Are, I would arguably say that might be might be their best song. Maybe not my favorite. It's like maybe second favorite, but it's just a really well-crafted song. Oh, it's for really being great. in a uh, weird time signature. It's really great. Wait, so then did you learn how to play like Never Meant before, like after you learned how to play maybe like, because that's in 6-4. No, Never Meant, like, that's the thing is like, I would learn how to play songs just by listening to them and not okay. thinking about time, not, not thinking gotcha. about time consciously because yeah. I just didn't understand. Like with, if you gave me sheet music for, cause I learned how to play saxophone in junior high. Mm-hmm. So I can read sheet music for saxophone and I know how to read time signatures for that. But yeah. when I played drums, I never looked at sheet music. I just learned by listening. Yeah. So no, what time signature these songs. That's were. I just so thought they were funny. I just thought they were cool riffs with like weird turnarounds, and I yeah. didn't realize like if you actually broke it down on a piece of mu- uh, sheet music, it would be a time thing. And I'm just like, oh no, that's just a cool beat to this guitar riff. That's so funny. So I never thought in time signatures <laughs> until I met Brian, and we had to start writing his weird music. <laughs> and he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't play because like Shore's riffs were very like. They're not riffs. They're very sparse, like elongated notes, like and you know whatever. Yeah. Like you have to count this, and I'm like, he, I, he basically had to teach me how to count music again because <laughs> it had been so long. I remember when you guys were like just starting that band because it was you were still planning on having it be called Home Wrecker. Yeah. And... I still wish it was called Home Wrecker. Me too. That would have been so sick. Yeah. That's such a good band name. It was, we got the name after a Converge song, which is really funny. That is funny. There's a song on uh, Jane Doe called Home Record, and we were really into that record at that time. And so we were like, let's just call the band Home Record. Sound nothing like you know the song that it's based on. But then it turns out a band from Florida, some punk band from Florida, was called Home Record, so we couldn't do it. But whatever. It sounds like punks. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get into your second song here. This is Casey Accidental from Broken Social Scene on their You Forgot It in People LP, which is a fucking incredible record. If you've not heard it, you are fucking up, as the kids say. Anyway, here we go. Broken Social Scene, Casey Accidental, right here on Gimme Danger Radio.
right, that was Casey Accidental from Broken Social Scene from their record You Forgot It and People. Again, if you haven't heard it, I don't know what you're doing with yourself, but you need to figure that out. Um, Dan Fisher, we're back. You've got one more song. To one more song. As part of your Desert Island Top 3. Do you have one in mind? I do. Okay, so I'm going to do another kind of like bummer track. Uh, I'm going to choose... Uh, heavy water. I'd rather be sleeping by Grouper. Fucking great song. Yeah, I feel like it's it's a really beautiful song that can help you like kind of escape whatever you're feeling. And then also, I feel like if you're gonna kill yourself on an island, you might as well do it to this song. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right? I, mean, I was just gonna say like I like was thinking about like this. I granted, like I said, I had not really heard the Beck song, so I don't know mm-hmm. yet. But I'm gonna hear it shortly when I put the show together and figure it all out. But like, I mean, you got one up upbeat guy in here that's like, okay, we can do this, we can survive yeah. the island thing, we got this. And then mm-hmm. we go into heavy water, and it's like, well, I could just drown. Exactly, or I could just, <laughs> yeah. you know, like maybe I get like hypothermia or something, and I'll just go to sleep and yeah. just I'll never I'll wake sleep up. To this song, and it'll be fine. Yeah. So, how did you first hear about Grouper? Um, I actually first heard about Grouper through a mix through uh, given to me by uh brian our friend brian oh really yeah he put that song on a on a record for me and i you know it like stopped me in my tracks i've been or i was like driving or something and like i had to park and like listen to it because i was like what is this yeah um and i've just been like the biggest fanboy ever since i haven't like i she she actually lives out here and yeah have you met her story i haven't met her yet okay (laughs) she lives in astoria astoria is like i've heard astoria's like sweet it's cool but like it's an hour and a half or so from portland here and it's right it's very it's it's more of uh what you'd picture pacific northwest but it's cloudy a lot it rains Mm -hmm. a lot um there's not a lot to do there if you're a young person okay very tiny town or not i shouldn't say Mm -hmm. very tiny town it's a tinier town um it's cool. It's really, really pretty. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you that it's fucking awesome. And not to mention, the Goonies uh, jail is there with the fucking um, hell yeah and all that stuff. Oh, that's awesome. So it's cool, but I mean, it's not like me and Olivia, my fiance, mm-hmm. talked about like, you know, we were like, would it be cool to live in Astoria? Mm-hmm. And we think about it every time we go there. Then we leave and we're like, no, nah. it doesn't got a lot of stuff. It doesn't have yeah. a lot of things. Like Portland's got a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. Um, but definitely Victoria, or not Victoria, Astoria is really cool to visit. But that's where she lives. Okay. And I know that she, like, she quietly, since you're a fan like I am, she quietly puts records out. There's no, like, big announcement. It's just like one day someone's like, oh, oh yeah, there's a new group of records. Yeah, you have to, like, be like her, the list basically and then it's like put something out and like even with her merch too like on that because it like sells out so fast yeah so i don't think i've heard i think she did a a a, i can't i think it's a seven inch or a single that's called um sober now or whatever i can't remember like yeah clean now or something oh yeah it's like the last thing i heard from her and then okay someone was like yeah, a friend of mine was like, "Oh, she put out like six more records." In. <laughs> yeah, she's a, she has a couple more things out now. Um, hold on, let me pull it up here because this is like, um, this was definitely the same as yeah. you. This was the first song I heard about by her, and I believe it was through Brian that I heard it too. Um, to yeah, probably because he paid more. Like he he was the guy in short. Like I haven't talked to Brian, and I don't even know how long it's been years. Mm-hmm. But like he was the guy in shores that was the dude that would turn me on to all the indie rock music that i missed out okay on. i was so focused on hardcore punk and diy stuff and yeah and then i was the guy that was like he hated punk stuff and i would turn him on to it i'd like have you heard this mm-hmm. he's like no and i'm like i think you'll like it so we turned each other on to all this music and i think yeah. Grouper was one of those things that he showed me okay sweet and then uh, I think in, in turn i was like have you really sat down and listened to the damned <laughs> they're great, they're great. <laughs> they are great i like the damned uh i guess like i mean you've heard let's see here did you hear ruins like the piano album it's like it's just her like a piano basically the whole no. record uh-uh. yeah she has like two records like that that it's just like her and a piano are they good 
You're breaking up. Oh, I hate I hate the breakup. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's um, okay. So anyway, it's the, yeah. They started to turn. Uh, it's like less droney, pretty oh, ambient. Okay. Yeah, I highly recommend uh, Ruins and Grid of Visitor Bandcamp or whatever. Okay. I'll check them out. Yeah, I, like I said, I think the last thing I heard was that seven inch, like I'm clean now or something. And I was like, this is really good. And then I just like forgot about her putting music out. Because <laughs> again, she I doesn't like let anybody, it's not like a big thing when she does something. Play, the only play was in Chicago and she played Cemetery. <laughs> What'd she play? Cemetery. Pet Cemetery? In just a cemetery. Oh, in a cemetery. Okay, you were breaking. Sorry, yeah. I you were saying she played the song "Pet Cemetery" by the Ramones, like a cover. Would, and I was like, that was that would be awesome. Be awesome. I could see her do it. I could see that too. Weird. Um. So before we play the song and before we get out of here, I got a couple more things for you here. Okay. Um. So what are you up to these days? What are you doing musically? What things have you got going on in your life? Basically, mm -hmm. this is the segment of the show where you plug your shit. <laughs> okay. Um, right now, I have a, a solo recording project called Bermuda Teenager. Um, I have, I've, it's a project I started during quarantine, and it's just like me in my bedroom recording uh, kind of like electronic down tempo, like indie rock okay. stuff. So um, you can visit that at bermudateenager.bandcamp.com. I'm on like all socials, like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube all of it <laughs> well have, uh, i'll have links to all that stuff in the show description yeah. for everybody to check out too and then also i do a, a podcast with my friend julio gomez called band scamps where we review uh records from west michigan artists that's great that's great yeah. when do, do you guys do uh, episode new episode every week new episode every week so we just taped episode 15 this past um this past thursday so episode 14 comes out uh this tuesday um, so I don't know what the timeline is on your on this well, podcast. Uh, hopefully, I'll hopefully I'll have this done, and I want to have it up for the for Monday this week. So okay, it'll be timely. Enough. Yeah. Anyway, we just do episodes every Tuesday, and then uh, live stream every Friday. That's cool. That's cool. Recapping the that week's episode, and uh, yeah, we're on Facebook, bandscamps.com. Uh, see, uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music and any other place podcasts are streamed awesome awesome so we got your last song your top three they're all pretty good so we're gonna go out on heavy water by grouper but i got one more question because i'm gonna play another song after this here's your nice. you get a fourth you get a bonus yes you get a okay bonus. this will be so, the runner-up so yeah this this is more of like the, the if you were to drive let's say you're driving at night and you're driving through like farmland at night at dusk what's the perfect song for a midwest summer night oh, shoot man midwest that's so tough um hold Sun's on let me going think. down sky's yeah. like kind of orange purpley right i gotta i gotta channel some some feelings here <laughs> You're driving uh, rapids to Byron Center on 131, you know. Yeah. Um I feel like I want to do like a like a Goodbye Sky Harbor by Jimmy Worlds. There you go. No second guessing. You just say what comes to mind. Yeah. Just for that outro. Cool, man. Well, Dan, thank you so much for being a guest. Thanks, John. Show. This is super fun cool Honor. i'm glad I, I i wonder if the everybody that's listening uh please let me know shoot me an email at give me danger radio at yahoo what you think of the new kind of format i know it might be a little rusty because i'm still trying to figure it out too dan was gracious enough to be the guinea pig for it and i really appreciate that I, it was fun i had fun i had a blast that was super I fun, fun. Um, i love stuff like this yeah so i think i think it could be a cool idea uh if anybody's listening just shoot me a message uh either at the email that I just gave, or you can shoot me a message on Instagram at Gimme Danger Radio. Just let me know what you think. Anyway, Dan, we are going to go out with your two songs, your last Desert Island song, Heavy Water by Grouper, and then your special song for a Midwest summer evening, 
as the sun's going down. Goodbye, Sky Harbor by Jimmy Eat World. Dan Fisher, thank you so much for being a guest. Thanks, John. Great talking with you. It was a blast. All right, take it easy, bud.
Shun, bro.